the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. The West Automotive Group presents Auto Talk Radio with host Brian Bowersock. Today's show is brought to you by West Escondido, West El Cajon, West Kearney Mesa, and West Miramar Automotive and Transmission. All part of the West Automotive Group. Get your automotive questions answered. Call Brian at 1-888-344-1170. That's 1-888-344-1170. Now, here's your Auto Talk host, Brian Bowersock. Uh, folks. Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio, live this wonderful Saturday morning on May the 13th. At least the 13th fell on a, on a Saturday, not a Friday, huh, Brendan? Definitely don't want that bad luck. Although, my birthday is on the 13th, so... Of what? Of November. Oh. So it's, is it ever on a Friday? Yes, it's definitely falling oh, on wow. a Friday Oh, wow, so before. it's a bad day then, huh? From when I remember, it's been okay. Actually. Jason's never stalked you. No, not, not as far as I know. Nor his mother. Nor his mother. <laughs> oh, yes, because that's the first movie. That was the first movie. Oh, crazy yeah. stuff, man. Well, we're glad you're safe, even though your birthday's on the thirteenth. Sometimes. Oh wait, your birthday's always on the thirteenth, but it's sometimes on Friday. Six. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, just a little bit of superstition. So all good. All right, folks, thanks for joining this morning to uh, Auto Talk Radio, one 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive-related, happy to talk to you about. Now that we've established that uh, Brendan has a birthday on the 13th and sometimes on Friday, we're going to move on to other important things um, as far as auto-wise. Um, so the show today we are talking about is... Uh, how important is it to have somebody qualified diagnose your vehicle? So this is a thing that uh, um, we um, work with all the time as far as with folks. We see so many vehicles that have had repairs done that are supposedly diagnosed, um, but that have been diagnosed improperly. The repairs, money spent, didn't fix the vehicle. Um, and... Uh, Therefore, the vehicle shows up at the West Automotive Group and we got to start this whole process over. And unfortunately, like uh, um, we've said, there's, you know, all this money's been spent on the vehicle and the problem's not fixed. And you can actually create other concerns um, with uh, a vehicle by replacing components on it. So now you have more than one thing going on, et cetera, as far as that goes. Um, But uh, the uh, main thing here is that we're talking about is... uh, why do you charge for diagnosis time and why is it important and who should be diagnosing a vehicle and how. So all these great things we're going to discuss this morning. Um, but, uh, and also anything else automotive related, like I stated, just give us a call one 888 That's 888-344-1170. And, uh, we'll talk about anything automotive, uh, for sure. Um, there is a world, in the best way to put this, there's a world of difference between a free estimate for known repairs, such as if you know you need brakes and you say, hey, these are the items I've had the vehicle looked at. This is what I need. I need, you know, brake pads and rotors or calipers or whatever it needs. And you know what you need. That's that's called an estimate. And yes, those should be no charge. And it's simple to do and put them all together and give you an idea when you know. Or, hey, I need an A service or a B service or, you know, I need an oil change or I need a transmission service. It's time for my vehicle. Those are all just estimates. There's there's no diagnosis going on there and uh, there should be no charge for those. Put those together. But when you have a problem with the vehicle, a drivability concern, something's not operating properly, um, there's so many items that can cause that concern to happen that it needs to be diagnosed properly, and that's time spent as far as that goes, um, and usually can take an hour or so for a qualified technician to diagnose it properly. Um, but uh, it is, as far as that goes, which becomes very important. 
Um, so diagnostic procedures for difficult intermittent technical problems, etc. Accurate diagnosis of your vehicle's trouble is imperative for precise estimates and to be able to provide economical, accurate, and, la- and lasting repairs. But it frequently can take a lot of time and resources to get there. Um, and that's why um, when we talk about time and resources and the cost of something, it becomes a very important to get it diagnosed right the first time. Otherwise, uh, these resources um, may need to invest our expenses. So we thought we'd explain the need for and the expense of technical diagnostic procedures and why it costs money to actually do these properly by somebody qualified. Number one, the person qualified has uh, gone to school and learned how to diagnose your vehicle properly the first time, which is extremely important. Like I said, in the long run, qualified diagnosis by a quality um, technician saves you thousands of dollars over service and repair of a vehicle for sure. Um, Otherwise, parts are just thrown at a vehicle and it becomes very costly, which is what we're kind of talking about here this morning as far as that goes. Um, In some cases, the diagnosis of a problem can be straightforward and there may be a minimal expense arriving there. Depends on what it is. Other times problems are complex, may only appear under certain conditions, only appear intermittently or may be caused by multiple interacting systems, um, such as vehicles today that everything is multiplexed together and, and runs on what's called a CAN interface, uh, which is a network inside the vehicle and all modules speak to each other and one one problem with one thing can cause another problem with another thing can cause another problem with another thing um you know and it all comes down to some part of the can system being down and it's not this module or that module or et cetera it's you know those those type of uh um um things can cause all kinds of different symptoms in a system which in doing so you know we often like i said see things replaced that do not correct the concerns that we're um, talking about. So with a, a certain vehicle, uh, times problems are complex and may only appear under certain conditions, only appear intermittently or may be caused by multiple, like I said, interactive systems. The time is, has passed when someone with basic knowledge and a fuel tools can properly diagnose or repair your vehicle for these kind of concerns. You have to have the right equipment, the right knowledge, the ability to be able to test and do things properly. Today's uh, technical problems require the attention of highly trained and uh, experienced personnel along with the use of properly uh, pro- proprietary equipment and data resources that we often purchase from the manufacturers to do so. Uh, difficult problems on late model computer control vehicles often require more time for diagnostic proce- procedures than the actual repair time needed to correct them, which is true also. Often we'll find a module that's pulled something down or a wiring concern, a connector concern, a ground concern. It's so f- so interesting today about how so many things um, are affected by ground. You know, people say, like, my transmission is shifting, right? Well, we come to find out that we're having a grounding problem, so the modules, the network's not working properly or something like that. Or or a sensor on the on the CAN network is pulling down the network and causing intermittent use. So um, all very important, and, and without the proper training and equipment to test and do this then a bunch of things get replaced on a vehicle the worst thing that can happen when you're dealing with these kind of electronic concerns we've seen this before is if you get somebody that's kind of a do-it-yourselfer or their friends helping them that's a do-it-yourselfer and what do they do they go and they go over to a, a pick apart and they start getting used parts and sticking on the vehicle well a lot of these modules you can't uh you swap them in and out. They're VIN specific. They have other issues. Um, you can't uh, um, leave them. You can't put them into the vehicle and make it work right. Now you've created all kinds of issues. Now it becomes an extremely expensive diagnosis. Um, and uh, so we got to then figure out, you know, what's been replaced on the vehicle. And then folks bring a car in and, and they often think that if they um, um, avoid telling you about what they've done with the vehicle or, or certain things, then... Uh, um, it, it'll be less expensive to fix it, which is, uh, never the case to be honest with you. 
it's always more expensive that way. Don't leave things out when you're dealing with a vehicle. So we're talking about uh, diagnosis on a vehicle and uh, different repairs and items like that. But we'll talk to you about anything automotive related. Give us a call here at one 888 is 888-344-1170. We're going to take a first break. You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on the Answer San Diego, 1170 AM and 96.1 FM in North County. We'll be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. (laughs) Welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Me and Brendan were just talking about the whole border crisis thing. Fun stuff. Everybody's talking about that right now. Huh? I, w- I wouldn't go fun stuff, but you know, it's it's shocking stuff. A lot of the things that are going on down there for sure. Everybody should be happy that uh, the West Automotive Group does not fix cars the way uh, the way the administration's fixing the border problem. <laughs> Those are some broke cars down there, man. Shoot. Wow. Yeah, right. The hardest part for me with all this is the way that I put things together in the West Automotive Group, the way we do things and policies and procedures and how things are handled and customers and clients and all the stuff that goes with it. Whoever's doing this job is disastrous at it. I'm just going to say that. That's I, I, if you worked for me and you did your job in this, that fashion, you'd be fired in a heartbeat. Yes. You wouldn't last a week. So. Mm-hmm. It just amazes me. I, I, I just look at it and I think there's so many answers to, yeah, you know, but let's not go there. We're not talking about that now. <laughs> Moving on. All right, folks, one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. Anything automotive related, I'll talk to you about for sure. one eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. 344 Yeah, so we're talking about uh, different problem, difficult problems on late model computer control vehicles often require more time for diagnosis procedures than the actual repair, which is true. Got a module pulling down the CAN bus or something like that. A diagnosis, and it will take more time than replacing the program in the module for sure. But when done right, all the problems are fixed. Whoop, like magically, one shot. So, uh, for example, you might invest hours uh, testing vehicle systems to ultimately find the corrosion in some buried buried wiring connector, creating a malfunction, which is true. And that goes back to, like I said, we, we see a lot of ground problems these days. You get about ground, circuits not completing, um, which therefore causes issues with the CAN network, which therefore causes all kinds of fun things to happen. And sometimes it can be fun things like, well, it only happens once every two weeks. I'm driving down the road, I turn left. When the sun's shining in my eyes and, you know, that kind of stuff. So, you never know. Once again, it's where it becomes very important to have somebody that's qualified with the right equipment to diagnose your vehicle. And this goes back to charging for diagnosing because it requires training. It requires somebody qualified. It requires good equipment and the right equipment. And knowledge. I mean, you need all these things to fix this vehicle properly. Otherwise, you're just shooting in the dark. What do you think, Brendan? And you know James Bond if you're shooting in the dark. You know, you're no, good, nine times out of ten, you're not going to hit the around. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the corrosion thing is real, like that, or like I said, a module failure. Connector pins backed out. Keep in mind, your vehicle now is a computer which you have, you know, sitting on your desk, except for we drive the computer down the road, bouncing down the road, and especially here in San Diego, all the potholes. It's very surprising. There's not more loose things on vehicles. Um, but uh, definitely uh, can affect multiple things on a vehicle. 
and in order to spend just a few minutes cleaning the guilty connector to resolve the problem once identified and located, but it's the identified and located the problem, which is so important during this whole repair process because, uh, um, it just can't be done properly without the right training or knowledge. If your check engine light comes on and warns the problems with the engine management, body control, or other computer-controlled systems, code retrieval trouble codes are stored, but these codes often uh, no, offer no specific information about causes of correction, may not reveal the existence of multiple problems. <coughs> often folks think that you plug a scanner into a vehicle, it gives you a code, and it tells you what's wrong with the code. With the car, I'm sorry. Nothing could be further from the truth. Codes supply systems that have experienced a fault or pick something up. Often codes are set by sensors that are not the culprit, but have picked up something that's out of perimeter that they they, they watch on the vehicle. One for sure is air-fuel ratio sensors and uh, and uh, oxygen sensors, etc., which job is to monitor uh, the exhaust and the content of fuel and different uh, um, the air-fuel ratio, basically. If they pick up a problem, that doesn't mean the sensor's bad necessarily, but it does mean that something's out of parameters for it, that it's reading and it doesn't like it, and it's turning on the code because it's telling you now, hey, there's a problem here as far as that goes. Um, anyway, let's grab a question real quick from Bruce. Good morning, Bruce. Oh, good morning. Uh, hey, I just want to mention that you uh, you called it a couple of weeks ago and I asked you about that problem with the EVAP system. And I, uh, I told you I replaced the fuel cap mm-hmm. uh, to no avail. And then you said something about that pump, uh, that vacuum pump, I think you called it. or Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Was it, it's, it's on a Jeep or a Chrysler product, right? Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, it was the Jeep. Jeep, so okay. Yeah. yeah, and you called it. That's what it was. It, the stupid thing is you have to pull the rear wheel off passenger <laughs> side, yeah. and, you know, and then you have to pull that little compartment mud flap compartment mm-hmm. anyway that it's what it was they don't always so put those things in a fun spot to get to that's for sure no that's true uh, so anyway you've been talking about the grounds today and i had a, a real interesting uh, problem and this occurred back in uh, 1980 mm-hmm. or so and it would be on the uh, it happened on the current side of the burning man uh you know that thing that they do out in Nevada. Yeah, 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 yeah. The big, the big. Uh, yeah, it's like yeah. Well, get together, we'll call it. Exactly. <laughs> and this was this was before the uh, Burning Man, and so that area was devoid of humans. Yeah. <laughs> miles and miles around, and it was totally flat. And uh, I was driving this uh, Scout. It was a '78 Scout, and uh, I lost all electrical on it. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, everything was black. Um, and, uh, I just, uh, what did I, any, any thoughts on what I did? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I drove home. Oh, you, you were able to drive it home. Uh, uh, so you lost all the, all the, like the headlights and all that is what you're saying? Uh, everything. Um, and I drove it home. Any, any, uh, guess on how I did that? <laughs> um, it was a scout. What option? Huh? You're gonna you're gonna have to let me know on that one. Okay, it, it was a Scout diesel. You oh, oh, yeah, did absolutely. Yeah, she you don't need electricity to run. She'll no, just drive no. on home. <laughs> you can, the only way you can kill and this is in pitch black. The only way you can kill the engine was with that air flap. Yep, yep. Uh, so anyway, I had off road lights and they were hooked directly to the to the battery, and so I did have uh, a headlight to get home. Yeah, that the motor and and a diesel doesn't need any. Unlike a gas motor that needs uh, spark, so you you run you know if you run you you lose uh, um, the charging system and a battery on and run a battery down on a uh, um, gas motor, the car eventually quits on you. Eventually, there's not enough voltage to keep it running. But you are right. Diesel needs no electricity to keep well. Today's diesels do because there's so many electronics on them. But sure, back sure. then, that diesel motor needed nothing to keep it going. Once it was started, it was started. The only time you'd be stuck is if you shut it off and you couldn't start it again <laughs> because yeah, there's yeah. no crank. So, but uh, um, yeah, 
That, that's and, that, like, and like I said, it was pitch dark, so my off-road lights, which were uh, wired directly to the battery, got me home. I had no idea. It was I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know it was the ground, but I gotcha. in the in the daylight, you know, popped the hood and started poking around, and I found it was yeah. loose. That was the main ground. Anyway, I, that's kind of I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, it is, and that's a great uh, stumper. I'm glad you called with that. But yeah, on those old diesels, you're right. Once they're up and running. They can just go and go and go. They don't need anything else. The only thing that would have uh, 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 prevented you from making it home is if you ran the lights too long and it ran the battery dead, and now you have no lights and you're just driving around in the dark. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I hey. wouldn't do that. I would just pull over and wait it out. There you go. Wait till daylight, and you'll be just yeah. fine then. You yep. got it, Bruce. Hey, thanks for the call, and uh, thanks for all you're the welcome. information you bring this show. Appreciate hearing from you all the time, man. You're welcome. Have a great Bye-bye. weekend. Take care. Be safe. Bye-bye. That's a good point. Back in the old day, the old diesels, uh, uh, um, yeah, you could get once they once they were started, they just kept going. And you had to be careful with some of the old two-stroke diesels uh, worked with the supercharged ones because um, if those started to um, pull engine oil up through past the rings, they could get a run, what we called a run-on where they'd take off and you couldn't shut them down. There's no way to turn them off except for kind of like he said the flap. He had to shut the air off to them so. Um, they used to say, uh, when I was in the Navy with those, if you get a runaway of one, you jettison, uh, rags into the supercharger, which would blow it up and lock it up. So that's the only way to stop it. Otherwise it becomes a hand grenade. It goes until it blows and it comes apart and it's shrapnel flying all over the place. And we don't want that. It's like having a little bomb go off. Not a good thing. So anyway, Hey folks, I do want to remind you auto talk radio is brought to you by the West automotive group which now consists of five locations. Um, We just added a new one in Oceanside, which is kind of a cool location. I love the group of guys that are there. And by the way, that that location, everybody that worked there stayed with us because uh, when we decided to put this together, um, speaking to them, and I went and uh, uh, talked to all the employees that, and I was like, man, this shop's got an amazing group of guys. It really does. So uh, it was really good stuff and... uh, um, Therefore, the exact same people are there. So nothing changed on that. And uh, they're really excited to be part of the West Automotive Group, and it worked out really good. Uh, so Auto Talk Radio is brought to you the West Automotive Group, which uh, uh, consists of West Escondido Auto and Transmission up at 2200 Auto Parkway in Escondido. AAA approved, star certified. Taking care of folks up there in North County now for uh, over 30 years coming this August. Um, along with West El Cajon Automotive and Transmission out in East County, taking care of folks, 844 North Johnson Avenue in El Cajon, AAA approved, uh, taking care of folks out there uh, for over 10 years, for sure. And West Kearney Mesa Automotive and Transmission right here in Central San Diego, 8027 Balboa Avenue, AAA approved and, uh, and uh, smog certified right there, taking care of folks there in Central San Diego for over uh, um, six years now, believe it or not. And, of course, we have West Miramar Automotive and Transmission right here in uh, the Golden Triangle, uh, 5726 Miramar Road in Eastgate Mall, AAA approved and star certified for smog. Taking care of folks, hard to believe, just over four years now for that. And then, of course, like I said, West Oceanside Automotive and Transmission, 229 South Coast Highway. Taking care of folks over there now for two weeks. (laughs) That sounds different. Oh, it sounds like a little infant. No, but that store... Has been there for thirty no. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. know. I know. I was just, you know. Yeah. yeah, and that's what I said when I when we decided to do this, and I went and talked to the employees that were all there, and I sat down with them, which is what I do. And uh, I was like, "Wow, this is a group of great guys," and they've been where all those people. Are not, like one guy's been there fifteen years, another guy's been there six years, uh, technician's been there twelve years. I was like you know what? I want to keep these guys. They're good. So, um, which is what we did. So and everybody seems to be happy and trucking right along is good. Two weeks. I spent all this week over there, um, operating on about four hours sleep a night. That's what happens when we do a new store. It takes a lot of work to get it all put together. Systems changed over. Spent all, all, all day Saturday after the show last week, crawling around, putting in all the new, new computers and software and all that stuff. So, uh, uh, my weekend, I, I worked till nine o'clock Saturday night, and then uh, I did take Sunday off though to sleep. That's about it. Just just to to, to do Brendan's favorite pastime, sleep. Well, I mean, 
hasn't been that way as of late. <laughs> but that baby coming. Wait till that baby shows up. Oh, There'll be no sleep, brother. No sleep at all. <laughs> no sleep for the wicked. No, it's good though. I'm, I'm just training. You're going to be enjoy I'm, being a dad. You can call me just training myself for doing that right now. There I you go. There you go. All good stuff. So anyway, all of us, all the employees at all five locations, uh, part of the West Automotive Group, come together to bring you Auto Talk Radio for one simple reason. We all believe in the same philosophy. We never put money ahead of people. Stop in to have your vehicle service repair and find out what quality automotive service repair is all about. The West Automotive Group is also proud to offer six months uh, no interest for your vehicle service and repair needs, uh, of course, on uh, um, approved credit. Uh, take advantage of our CertiCare transmission diagnosis or our diagnosis for drivability or any other concern. This is what we're talking about today. Get your vehicle fixed right the first time. We only hire the uh, best qualified folks um, to make sure your vehicle is diagnosed properly and we're repairing it properly, which is extremely uh, important um, when it comes to repairs of a vehicle. So, uh, you know, So stop in. And uh, find out what quality automotive service and repair is all about. And we'll get her diagnosed properly or repaired or just serviced. Um, you can also jump on westautomotivegroup.com, make appointments at all five locations, or uh, or just check us out where I'm the auto man. You can click on that for the CWM Fox 5. You can click on Auto Talk Radio, or you can just cruise around and find out all about us. That's westautomotivegroup.com, where, like I said, you can make appointments also. Or grab a phone number for a location or whatever works best for you. We're here to help you out. Um, so good stuff as far as that goes. You can also email me anytime at autotalk at westautomotivegroup.com. But give me a call live now at one 888 1170 That's 888-344-1170. Anything automotive related, we're here to talk to you about. All right, folks, we're going to take our last break here real quick. one 888 You're listening to Auto Talk Radio on The Answer San Diego 1170 and 96.1 FM. Be right back after these messages. There's more Auto Talk education and empowerment on the way here on Auto Talk Radio. Get on the line and get your automotive questions answered by the Auto Man here on Auto Talk Radio. Brian Bowersock, 888-344-1170. Now, here's more Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. Yep, welcome back to Auto Talk Radio. Yep, this is Brian Bowerlock. Here I am. I'm with Brendan Thomas. Hola. Our amazing producer. Aloha. Who's over there flipping switches and turning dials and making it all happen, right, Brendan? Konnichiwa. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say hello in many different languages. I think I'm running out of languages. There's like 700 languages. Oh. Go for it. Go now. Oh. <laughs> Go now. Hi. <laughs> That's another That's form. English. <laughs> Good job. Good Thank job. You. Thank, you. Thank you. So, folks, we only hire the most talented producer, so he can say hello in 47 languages. Or or the only one that can stay up till 6 in the morning or 5 in the morning, depending on the garden show guys or, you know, that yeah, sort of stuff, too. Yeah. What time do you get here in the morning? Brendan? I get here at 5 to set up for garden guys. All right. You know? And their show is 6 to 7. That's right. And then yeah. I'm 7 to 8. Yep. And then I get a one-hour break, and then we got a lawyer show after that. So. Oh, lawyers. They're always fun people. They, you know what? These guys are really, really fun people. What kind honestly. of law do they do? They they work mostly work with bankruptcy and okay. uh, injury, but, they will, uh, but their show specifically is about anything they want to talk about and if you have any other legal questions at all. Cool. So, like, uh, as well, of late- Actually, that's a good show, too. It's like car repair. You need car repair. You also, at some point in your life, will need- Advice from an attorney. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like recently, we've been talking to the San Diego County, uh, Community College District, uh-huh. uh, where they were uh, letting go of people for religious exemptions or medical exemptions from the COVID vaccine. We uh, we've been talking to people that were suing oh, the yeah. San Diego Community College District, and luckily they won the case. So, oh, they did. Yep. So they're reinstated as employees now. And uh, oh, so they weren't looking for money; they were looking for their job back specifically. Yes, oh, well, there you exactly. Go. That's so, a good thing to do. Exactly. Yeah. So, 
Crazy mm. worm. Hey, uh, quick question before I know you got to get into that. Is it a battery. car question? It is car related, actually. Let's do uh, it. So the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, as we know, uh, they're demanding a recall of 67 million airbag inflators because <laughs> they believe there is a safety defect. <laughs> and uh, however, the auto supplier, which is ARC Automotive Inc., mm-hmm. ARC, um, they rejected the request, and uh, they also rejected the documents that were released on Friday as well. I, I, I thought that the as soon as the NHTSA says, "Oh, we need to recall these airbags," then you have to follow through on it. Why? Why? Uh... Well, they could get in front of a judge. Oh, I mean, there there is legal process, you know. But okay. uh, um, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, you can't have a a governmental agency that can just make you do whatever they say because who inside there decided that this with this information what engineers or whatever so if these folks whoever made these if they feel like that is not right they can go to federal court and with their attorneys and their experts and show why there doesn't need to be a recall there is no safety issue okay i was well i was just thinking i would think in a general public sense that the NHTSA is a very trustworthy kind of agency where they're actually looking out for the safety and well-being of us out there. And they're not trying to hurt any businesses by doing these recalls. They're just trying to look out for the best interests. You do know you're talking about a government agency, right? I I understand Look around at the other government agencies and tell me that you think that they all have the best interest of the people. I I can... I I mean, look at the world we're in right now, my friend. I I could see that, but... There's in terms of public reception, the NHTSA doesn't get that much, you know, flack. I would. Say. I agree with you, and I, okay. I would, I do not see a reason why they would want to harm a corporation. Mm-hmm. But then again, one of their engineers that came up with this could be wrong, just okay. flat out. I mean, could be. Okay. I mean, I, I would think if the if that company is fighting this, um, they have a leg to stand on. In other words, there's something about it like, hey, there shouldn't be a recall on this. You know why? Or it's not all of these. It's this one run of them, and we're not recalling all 15 million. We, the, and, see, oh, you 67 might, million. Oh, 67 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There may be a thing in this that like, hey, there was one run from one factory used, which was only 1.5 million of them. We'll recall those. Yes. But we're not recalling all these other ones, which could be that too. I don't know. I okay. don't know the specifics of it. So. Okay. Could be there's a lot that goes into that, mm-hmm. but obviously I'm telling you now if uh, if they're willing to if they're stating that that they're not going to follow that they're they're going to go to court over it and they 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 probably have a foot to stand on because it costs a lot to go to court of course and, so and this against, company and also to be against that government agency too which is already funded unlimited uh um um. I mean, the government, when it comes, they have attorneys that work for them and everything. They have right. un- resources, unlimited resources. That's what mm-hmm. I was looking for almost. So, and their unlimited resources is me, my, and your tax dollars they're going to spend to fight this company. Right, right. So let's hope that they're right if they're going to do it. Okay. Instead of wasting money. But gotcha. yeah, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I learned something new every week there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's always, I mean, they, just because a government agent comes up with something, they could have made a mistake. They could be wrong. Well, a government making a mistake. Never, I never heard that. But I know. That, that is, never happened. That is the first time I ever heard such a thing. Bees. <laughs> you just never know, do you? All right, folks, real quick. I do want to remind you, uh, Auto Talk Radio is also brought to you by Interstate Batteries, a battery for every need. Interstate Batteries are the highest quality batteries out there. A number one technician recommended battery worldwide also. We do not stock nor sell any other automotive-related battery when it comes to uh, uh, interstate batteries. That's what we stock at the West Automotive Group. Uh, if there's an application for your vehicle that has an interstate battery needed for it, or a battery needed for it, then uh, we will use an interstate for that application um, for direct fit. They do produce the highest quality batteries, and uh, that's why they're number one. If you need a battery for any other reason other than automotive-related or, or truck-related, uh, you can check them out at their storefronts. They have batteries for everything at uh, 9345 Cabot Drive in Miramore or La Mesa at 70th and University. Interstate battery, a battery for every need. So good, good stuff there. Let's uh, real quick, Alan's got a uh, diesel question. Good morning, Alan. What's happening? Morning, Brian. Uh, just before the break, you were talking about uh, about that diesel, the guy that called in about the diesel. 
the old school uh, diesel, yeah, old international scout diesel. Right, right. Um, when you were talking about the uh, runaway condition, my mind went to uh, um, something. My older brother was a uh, mechanical engineer for General Electric on railroad locomotives. And he was talking about runaway condition. They call it a runaway condition. Yes, correct. Uh, where it just goes out of control. Well, and what happens they- is it, it develops a fuel source from something. So um, when I was in the Navy, we'd have these, that, and they were two-stroke Detroits with superchargers on them. And they would uh, um, um, start to, if they started to pull oil, past the rings they could run off on their own and they that the engine oil was the fuel and they could continue to run until they ran out of oil but the problem is they start pulling so much of it that they overspeed and they hand grenade so how do you prevent that on commercial vehicles today do they have any anything do they have the flapper valve configuration where where they just shut off the air well so those were all two strokes and commercial vehicles these days are most of them are four strokes it's a whole different scenario. So they don't have that kind of problem. Does that well, make sense? What prevents it in, in, commercial, in uh, commercial vehicles today? I mean, what's the difference? It's a four-stroke engine, but it can still pull oil from the crankcase, can it? Um, yes, except for we don't see the two strokes needed a supercharger, which induces a ton of air in there to make this process work, um, where it can suck, pull oil like that. So a four-stroke doesn't doesn't operate that way. They use turbochargers, but it doesn't. It's not the same principle. So, and they don't have the ring problem. They don't. I've never. I've never seen a uh, uh, a four stroke diesel run away ever. So, and the ones you're talking about in the train condition, those were probably two strokes also. Uh, probably yeah. There are two and four stroke in railroad locomotives. Yeah. So the four strokes don't ever. I've never heard. You know, that's a great question, but I I've never seen. Uh, that problem happen, and I probably because they're not supercharged, so the supercharger keeps packing more air in the faster. And those are direct driven superchargers, gear driven. So the more more air it packs in, the faster it goes. It packs more air, and it's pulling more fuel, and that's what why it just keeps going until it blows up. Oh yeah, that does make sense. Yeah, because the supercharger provides an unlimited amount of air. In relation to engine speed. Yeah, and super pr- compressed air, too. I mean, like, with the faster you go, the more compressed air that thing's putting in there. So that's the, And that's why those two strokes uh, produce so much torque and power also. It was a great engine for what you we used it for. Um, but, uh, yeah, once they – unlimited supply to fuel and air on those, and they will run away like crazy. So you mentioned that you, th- you throw rice on the air intake. No, uh, rags. Oh, rags. Okay. Any, rags and it, it, yeah, it would, it, it would blow up the supercharger is what would happen. It would um, lock it up. Yeah, it would destroy it. But once you've done that, now you've stopped the induction of air. And without air, that fuel, it stops. The motor stops. It just quits. So Okay. Wow. It, it's better than having one blow up because if you've ever seen one blow up, it's seriously like a bomb going off. It throws shrapnel everywhere. I mean, they just overspeed until they come apart. Wow. Have they ever had an incident like that on a Navy ship? I don't uh, know. These were on, uh, um, I'm sure they have because they had that equipment on the ship, the same equipment. We had it on land happen a couple times. So, um, yeah, I'm sure. But keep in mind, these are little four-cylinder Detroits is what they were. So we were using them in tractors and using them in uh, uh, um, um, the big uh, – HVAC units that supply the the air that goes to an airplane, like when it's sitting on the runway, uh-huh. you know, they they operate that kind of equipment. If that makes sense. Okay. Wow. Oh man. Yeah, uh, hey, interesting, huh? For, have you got time for another short story? Sure, go for it. We we used to have a really good auto shop down here in Chula Vista, but they the polit- politicians closed it down. The politicians mm-hmm. in the school district. Mm-hmm. But anyway. Uh, I was taking auto mechanics and auto body, and uh, the auto mechanics teacher was really a great guy. And he he had a a, a thing happened on his girlfriend's uh, little Suzuki Jeep one time. Uh-huh. Um, and so he told her to bring it in. It was pumping raw gasoline out of the gas out of the uh, exhaust pipe. Whoa! And, and he he brought it in. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this thing's going to burn up any minute. But uh, when when you look at it. Um, 
it, it wouldn't because it takes a, a what's that what's that terminology a stylometric uh, stylometric uh, stichiometric ratio. Yeah, you get well a gasoline engine. You dump that much fuel down in it; it's not even igniting the fuel. It's just too wet. So yeah, right. it's, it doesn't have a good air fuel ratio, is what you're saying? Yeah, right. And then over a period of time, it'll it'll ruin the engine because it's wiping the uh, cylinder walls clean, and you aren't lubricating them, but. Well, well, yeah. So, and and you can actually on, on a vehicle that has that temporary condition will actually drop compression almost to nothing in the cylinder that's having that problem. Like you have an injector stick open, uh-huh. um, because you're right, it washes the cylinder wall. You can actually get the compression back on that though. You stop the problem and you squirt some oil in there, let the rings reseat, and then a lot of times the compression ratio will come back. Okay. It, anyway, yeah, it did, it did come down to a, um, uh, an inject an injector that was on all the time, and most of my background is electronics, and and uh, it seemed like oh my gosh, if you if you look at the way those injectors are set up, on um, most of them mm-hmm. they're tied to plus twelve. Yep. And then you take the other end of the injector, and that gets grounded by the computer. Correct. Yeah, the driver is a ground on on those most of them. You're correct. Right. Right. And and so that's exactly what happened. So we started. A couple of other guys and I started troubleshooting it, and it looked like there was a wire that was pinched in a in a cable clamped under the uh, hood. Oh! And, and we just uh, opened it up and started tracing that wire, and sure enough, that's what it was. <laughs> got it corrected, but it, it was a great learning experience, and I was I was really kind of concerned about what what might happen, you know, if something set that gasoline off, and uh, but turns out it wouldn't. So well, no explosion, but you could end up you could end up with a small fire if you're not careful. <laughs> Right, yeah, on the back end. Yeah, correct, exactly, exactly, exactly. Hey, Alan, great story, man, and thanks for sharing. Appreciate hearing from you. You have a safe, wonderful weekend. You too, Brian. Talk to you later. Take care. You got it. Bye-bye. Bye. All good questions as far as that goes. Let's grab uh, Paul and Santee real quick. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing today? Good morning. I just woke up at 8 or at 710. Uh Uh-huh. Glad to have be able to turn your show on and listen a bit. Um, Thanks for joining in. I got it turned on at seven twenty nine, I think. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. What do you got going on? Maybe earlier, but the my um, legacy Subaru Legacy two zero three zero zero three can't keep it running. Okay. It'll start, but it won't stay running. So had it towed over to the shop there on Mission Gorge Road. Mechanic who normally repairs my other car. Uh huh. I think he's been in contact with your your store there in Johnson Avenue. Uh, after I suggested, and uh, something about the main brain. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's going to be important to get that diagnosed properly, that's for sure. By all the experts? Well, by somebody that can diagnose it properly, that's for sure. Yeah, if he's having, he's, you're saying he's struggling getting it diagnosed for you? Yes, it's, it seems to be that. He's tried just about everything. Yeah, yeah, we see that a lot, and we get cars towed in a lot that have been diagnosed elsewhere that uh, they just can't can't seem to find the problem. Uh-huh. So if he if he ends up getting in a quandary where he can't get it figured out, just let us know. We get it towed over, get it diagnosed for you. All right. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah, because you don't want to just be throwing parts at that car. It'll it'll get expensive. So let's get it diagnosed properly and go from there. And and by by the way, we do replace modules in cars and computers, but it's not as common as you think. And most computers are less less of failures caused by an external source on a car, such as somebody grounds it or or there's a short or something like that. They tend to last the life of the car. So um, usually, usually there's an outside source that's caused that. So, like I said, it could be a sensor that shorted it caused it. It could be a human being that shorted it and caused it. But um, if it actually failed, but uh, most of that is usually caused by an outside source. Computers don't tend to fail internally, or just like the gentleman that I was just speaking to, that injector being held open by the ground circuit. Well, the ground circuit's controlled by the computer. 
not if you don't diagnose that properly, somebody would replace the the computer on the car and it wouldn't fix the scenario because he had the ground wire for the injector was being shorted against a, a neck uh, a holding uh, um, tie a metal tie and therefore causing the injector to stay open. Whereas a lot of people might just shotgun and think it's a computer, but it's not. All right. All right. So if, if you can't get it figured out, let us know. We'll, we'll get you in there and get you figured out. Okay, Paul. Really? It's going to be possible then. Oh, it's always possible to diagnose everything. You just need the right people in the right scenario. Yeah. Okay. So that you, sounds wonderful. Yep. You let us know if we can help you out. All right. Yeah. All right, so you have a wonderful, safe weekend and take care. Thanks for calling. Who will be the leader over there now? Johnson uh, yeah, you can talk to Lance or Junior, either one of the two. They both, right. both run the front of the store there, okay? Lance or Junior? Yes, sir. Hey, wonderful. All right, sir. You have Thanks a wonderful. Thank you so much for encouragement. You, you got it. They'll be back in on Monday, okay? You have a wonderful, safe yeah. weekend. All right. Take care now. Bye bye. Well, it's always good questions when you're dealing with something like that, but that's right up the alley of what we were talking about, right, Brendan? Right. I, I also wanted to point out, he mentioned that that car had less than 35,000 miles. I was like, wow. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sh- yeah, yeah. So it's already shutting down like that many times. Something's that- happened to it. Exactly. Or somebody's happened to it, that I often say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That ground. That- no, just no. We get cars in all the time. Somebody jump starts reverse polarity. Ah. Oh. Pop, pop, pop. Mm-hmm. Things don't run. Most cars now have protectors on them, and main fuses that blow out when you do that. But when you do it, then the car will never start after that until you get it into somebody that knows how to diagnose it properly. Right, right. <clears throat> That's a case you could throw a bunch of parts at a car. We get very expensive. You bring it in, and we tell you, well, it's this $35 main fuse that you blew out, not mm-hmm. all those parts you just put on the car. So be very careful about what you do when it comes to cars. All right, let's grab Mike. Good morning, Mike. How you doing, my friend? Hey, what's going on, Brian? How are you doing? Another day in paradise in San Diego. Oh, cut it out, will you? Just cut it out. Good Lord, it's, it's getting better out here. I think it's going to be like 78 and sunny today, so we're not going to make it to 80, but you know. But, well, well, hold on. Oh, to be fair. Oh, here's Brendan. Oh, to be fair, Wednesday through Sunday, we're getting scattered thunderstorms throughout those days. So <laughs> We're going to get oh, some water, Mike. Okay. It's going to be scary. Uh-oh. I guess that's a big deal for you guys out there, huh? Well, it is this year. All the yeah, all the water we got this year, we've seen uh, asphalt coming apart and roofs leaking and everything Mm -hmm. else. It was like a natural disaster. Matter of fact, if you live in the state of California, for because of all the rain we have, you don't have to pay your income taxes this year until October. You are automatically extended because you're in a disaster area. Is that right? Yeah, no lie. Yeah, we had uh, one of the main freeways that runs east to west out here in North County, San Diego. uh, when they built the housing project about above it, the drainage where they put it dumped in mm-hmm. on the uphill side of the freeway. So we ended up with a big sinkhole, and the freeway was closed for about a month as they had to redo it because the road fell out. Jeez, engineers, the, man. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's, that's what happens when it rains in California. It doesn't rain here very often. It's <laughs> all good Lord. <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, if hey, it snowed uh, here, it'd be a disaster. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, uh, two questions real quick, sure. rapid fire. Hopefully, they're going to be in and out. Sure. Uh, sure. Slam dunk case here. 2015 uh, Passat. I'm putting an engine in this thing, swapping uh-huh. it out. Okay. Is that, you know, doing this in the driveway, uh, no lift, whatever. Um, kind of got roped into this one. But <laughs> I'm wondering, does that whole front clip have to come off of there? It's easier. If you okay. do, yeah, it makes want, it just okay. makes it easier for sure. Especially okay. doing it there on the driveway, it's going to give you more sure. clearance. You don't got to get such a high lift out of it to get it out of there and everything. Yes, gotcha, so gotcha. either it's that or yeah, since you're doing it's so tough that way. Normally on those, we yeah. drop them out the bottom. To be honest with you, yeah, the entire subframe yeah. out. But you can't. It's really hard to do that on the ground. You can't get the car up high enough to get the motor out from underneath no. of it. Yeah, no, no. I, it's, but so, but I've seen a lot of clips where they're taking that front clip, that doghouse, doghouse out, and you know, snatching it out that way. Yeah, you're going to uh, have to do it that way. Amazing. That's going to be the easiest way if you're going to do it on the ground for sure. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, another question: uh, Is there anything that needs to be programmed after that thing is done? Do you know? Uh, no, should be just a no, plug no. and play. Should be just plug and play. You're not. Cha- I mean, you're going to reuse all the injectors and all that stuff, right? 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a long block. Yeah. You know, so oh yeah, no, nope. should be fine. Uh, all I would do is uh, clear all the adaptives on the car. You 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 can do that with a simple okay. scan tool, and she'll start to relearn. Boom. Okay. Uh, one other question. I got a Harley 2021 Iron 883. Uh huh. Um, started with a, a car. It drained the battery. Left the key. You know, a damn uh-huh. key on. Uh-huh. Jumped it with the car. Uh, it was fine for about two miles, and then the battery light came on, and the check engine light came on. Uh-huh. What do you think the odds are of blowing the stator? I doubt it. I just think the battery's probably sh- junk. I almost said about well, it. Well, I put a new battery in it. You put a new battery in it? Then? Oh. Yeah, still there. Well, it could have. So, could have. Or the, or, the, or the charge control module on it. I'm just wondering if that wouldn't take out a fuse, though, first, though. The fuse were all good. It, it should, but you never know. You know what I mean? You just, you right. just never know. So, it's kind of, one of specific, but, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. bummer. It's one of those things. Yeah, that, you know, I don't want to be putting a uh, stator on that. you got to take the primary cover off and all that jazz. It, it's Not a bit of work. Yeah. <laughs> it's a so, bit of work. I mean, hopefully maybe it's a voltage regulator. It's probably a regulator. Uh, the stators are pretty strong on those. I, I Yeah. I would fun. think so. You know, yeah, I would think. Yep. Yep. So, uh, I think I might be okay there. But anyway. All right. Brian, have a good one, man. I oh. appreciate the info as always. Hey, always did you a- make it back out this way for... Uh, for Kevin's thing or no? No, we had a big, big uh, a celebration of life here. Um, I did not make yeah, it back for that. I was talking to Jeff okay. Stokes though. He sent me some of the yeah. koozie, koozie, the koozies that he had made. Oh so. yeah, I saw that on Facebook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, good stuff. Yep. I didn't didn't know if you made it back this way or not. For no, I didn't. But uh, miss him every day, man. Yeah. Every day. Oh, I can only imagine. Only imagine. God bless, man, and uh, Godspeed, of course. So I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Back at you, Mike. Take care. Good to hear from you. Bye, man. You okay. too. Bye-bye. Uh-huh. You too. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us this morning. As always, we love when you're part of the Auto Talk Radio. Uh, you need to keep the rubber side down and the shiny side up, as always, um, and be safe. Uh, we will be returning next week for another hour of Auto Talk Radio from 7 to 8 a.m. Every Saturday, I want you to get up, tune in, and Make sure you get your coffee going before. So this is a request. Up at 6.45, first cup of coffee, ready to listen to Auto Talk. No, no. Actually, got to be up at 5.45 or, yeah, 5.45. Got to listen to Garden Talk. Yep. Okay. Do it both. All right. San Diego and everybody else out there, be safe. This has been Auto Talk Radio. Same time for Auto Talk with Brian Bowersock. To learn more about Brian, become a guest or sponsor of the show. Or if you have additional questions, visit thewestautomotivegroup.com. That's thewestautomotivegroup.com. And click on Auto Talk Radio. Join us again next week for more Auto Talk. This program is sponsored by West Automotive Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.